0: You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. Okay, we're back at it. We're into June. I hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, starting um, this Monday after a pretty good week in markets last week, uh, the, US, the major U.S. markets were actually higher last week, which was a nice change. Markets, par- market participants continued to take inflation concerns in stride. Uh, U.S. small cap uh, equities, the Russell 2000 basically, were the best performing U.S. asset class last week, and they still continue to lead as we approach 2021's mid-year mark. Uh, and I think going forward, LPL Research really believes that the early stage bull market, along with the young economic expansion that we have on our hands, could really continue to help small caps. Markets overseas finished higher. Uh, Merging market equities outperformed the developing markets for a second straight week. Uh, and real estate expanded. Uh, real estate continues to rise uh, up this year's sector leaderboard. And with the added economic reopening on the horizon, Along with recent interest rate stability, commercial real estate may continue to benefit as well. Um, as looking over to fixed income, the Bloomberg Barclays aggregate index dropped fractionally as yields, yields rose slightly last week. Most fixed income sectors moved in lockstep. High yield bonds had a solid week uh, with Bloomberg Barclays high yield index gaining uh, almost two tenths of a percent. Uh, metals lost some sheen last week. Gold, silver, and copper all pulled back during the holiday shortened week. Gold, which was the top performer during the onset of COVID-19, is actually fractionally lower this year. Uh, and after copper's strong run this year, the metal actually pulled back more than 3% this last week. And natural gas, uh, prices perked higher, uh, returning over 3% this week. Oil actually has been gushing higher. This week, West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil reached its highest level since October 2018, given a rapid increase in demand. Uh, In addition, OPEC, the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, the cartel that (laughs) kind of controls oil, agreed last week to keep the existing pace set in April of gradually increasing supply curbs through July. Uh, Since this decision, oil prices have of really appreciated with WTI, West Texas Texas Intermediate, almost reaching $70 a barrel this last week. Energy stocks gained over 6% uh, last week on the back of oil's ascent, bringing the sector's year-to-date return to over 48%. Higher oil prices could mean could play a meaningful role in determining the path of inflation. However, rising oil prices should only have an indirect impact on core levels, given that these levels exclude both food and energy prices. So, as senior vice president and director of research Mark Zabicki for LPL uh, said last week, a rebound in U.S. payrolls and improvement in the U.S. unemployment rate, which five point eight percent, prompted stocks. Uh, to close the week near all-time highs. However, activity through most of the week was rather lackluster. Perhaps we're seeing the early summer doldrums creeping in as investors attempt to pinpoint the next upside catalyst. Last week, it was also noteworthy that the Federal Reserve announced its intention to begin selling off its corporate credit and exchange-traded fund holdings amassed through its emergency lending facility launched during the onset of the pandemic. The Fed plans to sell the entirety of its holdings which is over $8 billion in ETFs and over $5 billion in corporate bonds through years in. Uh, but given the relatively small size of the holdings, we don't really expect the sales to be too disruptive in the fixed income markets. Uh, the Fed continues to purchase both treasuries and mortgage-backed securities each month as part of quantitative easing efforts. And selling these securities shouldn't be viewed as a sign that the central bank is going to move up its timetable for reducing its monthly af- asset purchases. Uh, Last week, we also saw that initial jobless claims continued to decline. According to the U.S. Department of Labor, under 400,000 Americans filed for unemployment insurance last week, which was better than the Bloomberg consensus and another new pandemic low. Uh, Continuing claims were reported slightly higher than consensus. Private payrolls increased at their fastest rate since the pandemic began, according to data released by ADP. Uh, Companies hired over 970,000 in May, which was well above the consensus economist forecast of 680,000. The U.S. economy gained just under 560,000 jobs last month, which fell short of expectations for the second straight month. Uh, The unemployment rate fell to 5.8%, while the labor force participation rate dropped to under 62%. Let's turn now to some of the economic development and reopening that's probably going on in your neighborhood just like it's going on in mine. Uh, what we're finding now is that Main Street sentiment is the strongest it's been in over a decade. Uh, the U.S. economy is opening up and overall sentiment on Main Street is the strongest it's been Since our earliest analysis in 2015, and this is according to LPL Research's proprietary Beige Book Barometer, Uh, the results based is based on LPL Research's analysis of the Federal Reserve's Beige Book, which is a publication released two weeks before each Fed policy meeting, and it captures qualitative observations made by community bankers and business owners. So it's what you can think of as Main Street instead of Wall Street. And the BBB gauges Main Street's sentiment by looking at how frequently keywords and phrases appear in the text in the most recent beige book strong quote strong words were near their highest since we first began tracking data in two thousand and five while weak words were on their lowest on were at their lowest on record, resulting in the strongest overall sentiment reading since the inception of this barometer. And the strong reading is likely driven more by a change in direction than overall activity. But even that's a welcome shift. Uh, the country and the economy are going through a disruptive but positive change as most COVID-related restrictions are lifted and economies reopen. Sentiment is up and it's a great sign for the direction of the economy. This is an important Beige Book in, in more than one way. Mention of COVID-related words like virus, COVID, pandemic fell to their lowest level since the March 2020 Beige Book, When the words first started to appear. More concerning, though, words related to inflation also rose to their highest level since our earliest analysis. The downside of the economy's rapid acceleration has been a mismatch between demand, which can ramp up quickly, and supply, which comes online more slowly. So while labor markets have also been slow to keep up pace with reopening, it can lead to some bottlenecks. Uh, Overall, the fundamental backdrop for the economy remains positive. Supply chain disruptions can slow the pace of the economic rebound, but are likely temporary. And while we expect the reopening to be to be enduring, there are still some risks around the variants, and full supply chain relief will likely need support from accelerated global vaccine distribution. More people need to get vaccinated. We still have to get COVID worldwide under control so manufacturing can really begin to pick up. Uh, The U.S. economic acceleration will probably actually be weak in the second quarter, but there's still plenty of scope for growth to moderate and still remain above average. Much of the positive news is already priced in for equity markets, which are forward-looking, of course, and gains may not come as easily as we get into the second half of the year. But still, there's still some solid potential upside for the economy As everything continues to rebound, I hope you found this episode of the podcast helpful. I look forward to catching up with you next week.
1: The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with, and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor, and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principle. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.